it sometimes five, six times a day. He'd say, you better watch that water. And I can sometimes catch myself, you know, maybe drowning or, or thinking about other things. And, and I just sort of look over to see him. And you, it's so loud.
let me tell you what he told you a while ago, what he preached. You better not just walk out of here tonight and say, yeah, that was good, I've heard that. You better listen. You, you'll be like I was. You'll wind up getting buried by the devil. Let me tell you, if you listen to anything but preached in this conference, you better listen to what he preached. I'm telling you what, boy, I, I mean, I just, make this your day. You better make sure every piece comes in. What a good message. singing this week, and I say amen to everything the pastor said. Thank you for everything to me as I'm standing the music and the dance, the fellowship, and see all of you and have been there. Thank you for the nice room with all the stuff in it. Thank you for every single thing. It's all been wonderful, wonderful. And thank you for those of you who work for nurseries and ushers and things and everything you've done. And God bless you and the staff and the people, all of you and all that you do to make this thing happen. Now tonight, this is really a testimony kind of a thing. You done heard a great sermon. This thing tonight, I'm not sure how it's going to go. The reason it wasn't about my church and about on my mind, actually, I was going to preach it one other day, but this week it's going to go one other day. And I said, man, I don't think it's ten days in my, uh, on my mind. And I'm going to give you something tonight. Take your Bible, turn to the book of Acts. It's going to be long. I'm not planning for it to be a long message, but I want it to help you. And it, it's more of a testimony, and I want you to see something tonight. In Acts chapter 5, in the beginning of this chapter, Ananias and Sapphira had sold some land, and, and uh, they lied about what they did when they got out of it. And basically, just cutting it short, to tell you the story, God took both of them out. I believe maybe they were saved people. And they, they, they got together and made up a lie. Brother, when they lied to the Spirit of God, God killed both of them. And then it says in the end of it, in verse number 11, if you'll stand with me one more time with this. In verse number 11, and great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. Now, the great fear came because two members of that church died that week because they lied about what they did. And so, hey, let me tell you, uh, I'll just be sure. Get where they're supposed to, because God knows what you tell the truth about God. He knows, doesn't He? And so, be careful about that. But then it says, "And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And the and of the rest, verse no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them, and the believers." Multitudes, both of men and women. Now, uh, what that means is people were being saved. People were being saved. And then it said, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on 
hear God tonight, I, I, I want to be thankful in my soul. And I pray God thanking you for this place and this pastor and uh, for his family and, and Lord for his staff and his people and this church and God for our visions and preachers here tonight and their people that are here. God be with us here and help us and Lord help me tonight to be a blessing. Baptist Church, where a man of God 
David said, I thought. And when I told him to go get it at Jordan, he said, Behold, I thought. And I thought this. Brother Waterhouse, I thought if you just straightened up your act and you just didn't lie and steal and cuss and drink and, 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 and you're just honest and that kind of thing, I thought, well, if you're like that, then one day you're going to face God and God will put you on the balance of your sins and your good. And if the good, brother, Bill, I didn't have a clue. I mean, I didn't know. I just thought that God had let the good and the bad be way down that if you, your good outweighs the bad, the Lord said, come on in. You've done more good than you did bad. And I just thought the word, I really believed that. I didn't have a clue. But I'm glad that morning we walked in that church. And that preacher was just about the size of Brother Johnson. Big old tall man and boy, let me tell you, he preached. He preached the word of God. And, and he laid it out there in that little church that morning that when he gave an invitation, my red-headed mama stepped out and walked down the aisle. And that center aisle and knelt, knelt down and some people got the Bible and went to my mother and I'm standing back there and and, and, and I wanted to go but I, I wasn't sure what to do. And we went home that day and my mama was, she said, I've got saved. I, I've got saved. And listen, nobody had to visit us. Bless God, that night she put a flashlight in the pop purse and we walked back that night we had two little babies. It's about a mile. We went, and I'm glad that morning, though, that the shadow of that man of God, Gene Garlow, I'm glad that morning that our family, preacher, that the man of God preached salvation. And the next Sunday, I made my mind up. Sunday, I said, I'm going to Jesus. I don't care what they preach. I don't even care if they don't preach. Bless God, I'm going to get saved tonight. Brother Johnson, I'll be honest, I don't even remember what you preached. I, I really believe my heart was ready when I got in the door. I was just waiting on the invitation. Brother Richards, I was just waiting for somebody to say, all right, let's stand and y'all come. Buddy, I shot out of there that night. And I walked down there and I said, man, I need to be saved. That old Buzz Robinson got down with his Bible and and him and Ken Lillian led me to Jesus. But I'm so glad that I, the shadow of Gene Garlow passed over me and I heard the gospel from the lips of that man of God. And let me tell you something. That Wednesday night, I'm just testifying now, that Wednesday night, we went back to Fairbanks. We had missed the service. And we sat, Brother Bill, right back here, me and my mom and the, and the kids, and... Miss Garlow is 96, and she's still living. She was at my church last Sunday. She surprised me. And had one of the, my good buddies that got saved about the time I did. Him and his wife drove her down last Sunday to our church. And she came and sat out in the audience and wept while I preached. She said, Daryl, I pray for you every day. She said, you're one of our boys. And, and, and it was 52 years ago. I never opened the Bible. And she walked up to me on prayer meeting night and she said, Daryl, do you own a Bible? I never had one in my hands in my life. I said, no, ma'am. 
board Bibles and tore the plastic off of it from from First Baptist Church in Bayville. Took my old copies, and I had a copy that I thanked your son, Brother Bale. I said, Miss Marlowe, I said, I want to thank you for 52 years ago from the Word of God. And I'm glad, Brother Bale, not only did the shadow of God's man pass over me, but Gene Marlowe, but the shadow Thank you. 
something's troubling you. Oh, my goodness, I got discouraged. I said, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they sent some people from the convention to preach and fill in. And we got so many people come dead. Brother Bill, this this twice dead, plucked up those roots, man. I mean, listen, they was dead as hammers. And I thought, man, we had this is it.
He said, we ain't closing. Now, I never heard him talk about that. He said, we ain't going to close Darrell Gibb.
church now, Sunday morning. Brother Cox, what time did you teachers and officers meet? Man, I didn't know what he was talking about. He said, and, and I said, church at 7 o'clock tonight. He said, what time does teachers and officers meet? I said, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock tonight, all the teachers and officers meet. Uh, where are we having it? I said, downstairs in the big children's church room. Downstairs, big children's church room, 6 o'clock, teachers and officers. I didn't know what he was going to do, Brother Johnson. We got in that room, and he said, uh, I, I, he said, I want everybody to stand and tell me the name of your class. Here we sit, I scared to death. Amen. I scared to death. He said, stand and tell the name of your class. And I remember when one of our men stood up and said, my name's so-and-so, and I teach fifth-grade boys. No, 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 no. No, what's the name of your class? Every class got to have a name. Name your class. Now, uh, the Nehemiah Builders class would be a good, good name for that. Man, I said, oh, my goodness. Man, everybody's getting a name for their class now. And then, maybe Sunday school superintendent was 10 minutes late. Come in that building. Oh, my goodness. Ronnie Robertson. Old Ronnie walked in. And, and sir, who are you? And what, what is your class? He said, my name's Ronnie Robertson. I'm the Sunday school superintendent. He said, you wouldn't be my superintendent. Coming here ten, 10 minutes late. Sir, do you, do you care anything about this Sunday school? Hey, I'm serious. Hey, let me tell you something. I said, this is it. Hey, you know what I did? I called Brother Howes. I said, Brother Howes, can I get your Sunday schools? Can I get those lessons? I'll send you every one of them. He sent me them lessons, and every Sunday from 1985, January 1985, when Dr. Robertson came, I haven't been there in a while, he came. We've never missed. We've never had teachers and officers meeting at 6 o'clock. And we've always had organized Sunday school, and everybody's on the same page teaching the same lesson. That's right. You say, why? Because the shadow of a man named Lee Robertson come through. Changed my life. I said, Doc, what do I need to do around here? What do I need to do? He said, it's too dark. I'm talking about outside my building. You need some lights. You need some lights out here. It's too dark. You know what I did? I called Duke Power Company and had 16 light poles put in that building. Brother, it looked like Walmart. You said, why? Because a man's shadow passed through that told me. And by the way, forgot more about God and Sunday school and soul winning and the things of God than I'll ever know. It's about time, listen, that sometimes you look at somebody in the shadow that's passed by you that's helped you that you're thankful for. Hey, I'm thankful one day that a man named Carl Hatch passed by me one day. I got under his shadow. say Dr. Robertson. I could say Curtis Hudson. I could say Bob Gray. There's several. But Joe Boyd, I had Joe Boyd for a week revival. A week revival. He come, I seen him at pastor school, and I heard Dr. Howell talk about his lifelong friend Joe Boyd. Listen to this. 
I said, look, boy, I walked over. I said, you ever had cancellation? They like to have you. All right. Where you at? I said, oh, West Virginia. All right. Give me my phone number. Two weeks after I got home from pastor school, he called me on the phone said I had a cancellation. I said, come on. I'll get it done instantly. Hey, scouts honor, I'm telling you the honest truth. We had a cow pasture. We just had a few parking places. And we had a cow pasture where we opened the gate. And there was cows running around there. And they let me, barring that, as long as they kept the gate closed, didn't let the cows out when I was rolling. And Brother Boyd, when he rolled up in that bus, he said, where am I going to park? I said, in yonder. I'll open the gate and, and stand there and make sure the cows don't get out. You go in there and turn your bus around. And he did that. And I, I didn't know him, and I didn't hardly know Jim Boyd. I got up on his bus, and you know what he said? I'll meet you at 6 o'clock every morning down here at the church for prayer. 6 a.m. I'll meet you at 6 a.m. every morning. And we'll pray, and I want you to bring me 20 names of lost men in this town that you've honored. Every day, bring me 20 names of lost men in this town. Every day. And he made them. And he got five hundred people in the town. That'd be every man in the town, including the ones I got to say. And he said, we'll eat lunch every day. There wasn't no restaurants involved, was there? He took my phone every day. Every day he took my phone. My wife couldn't do that. And he said, after lunch, we'll go soul winning to the church together. And we'll baptize every night. I said, I don't have a baptistry. Oh, that boy on Mount Church would do that. You ain't got a baptistry. Are you a Baptist? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, we need to baptize every night. And I said, well, you can't come up here at the creek. I got a hole. I'm telling you the truth. He said, we can't do that. I said, well, what do you want to do? He said, I got a, a, a portable baptistry up in Mount Union. If you'll pay for a tank of gas, I'll have it brought down there. Scouts honor, I'm telling you the truth. We put that, we put down a piece of plastic and we set that baptistry right here. It's just a square tank. We run a hose pipe with water hose in the window and had it hooked on either side of the building and we run water in and filled it up and he had a cattle tank heater that you had to plug in and lay a block in the bottom of the tank. You know what I'm talking about? And if you leave it there all night and get that water. You sir, you tell me the truth about all this. The gospel truth. Every night, Brother Johnson, I don't need one night out there. Every day we went so in and knocked on doors. And every night we had people down the aisle and in that tank. Every night. And brother, let me tell you, he was serious about it. And he is rough. I mean, he'd talk to people. Boy, he'd put them on the spot about getting saved. But I'll tell you one thing. Every night when church started, he had converts lined up to walk the aisle. Brother Richardson, I learned something about that. He said, Brother Cox, if you'll keep this up, if you'll keep this up, I'll leave this baptistry and take it out of the aisle. And you know something? God made that happen. He made that happen. We tried to do that. Listen.
say, why? Because I got under the shadow of a Joe Boyd here. A Curtis Hudson. A Jack Howard. A Carl Hayes. Praise his soul winner ever met in my life. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I meant bold. Brother, listen. some of them good men of God. And by the way, can I say this? I'm glad in some way you blessed my mama. Let me tell you, I've pastored some like you, Pastor Andy, like you did, and I've pastored some of the best people that's ever lived. People that it's held my hands up when I could Salvation of the Lord. No, I 
said he wrote it again. God slapped his hand and said, Preach this one. You know what he was telling him? Lay hold on to this brother. Lay hold on. And old brother Bobby said, You know what we did? He said, Brother, he said, if we had split, he said, we went from 600 to 350. He said, I lost the 215 pounds that I won over 400. Had a nervous breakdown every time I'd get ready to go to the pulpit. He said, I couldn't sit still. I couldn't even, I couldn't even think about preaching all the time. I'd go outside and throw up. And I wanted to leave. And he said, we started some Saturday night prayer meetings. He thought the Lord had moved. And he said, I got a bunch of men, and we just started praying. And he said, sometimes we pray an hour, sometimes two, three, four, five hours. Sometimes he said, we pray till it was time to go to church the next morning. Just all to wash our face and brush our teeth and comb our hair, put our towel, and come back for church. And he said, listen, we did that. We did that when we started that. But he said, one morning, he said, God sent me to talk to that place owner. Pulled him apart. He said, it got me heaven in. And he said, in heaven, the men coming down every Monday and Wednesday. We just waited on Stage 62. And you tell him something that you thought was a terrible problem, he knows you understand what I'm talking about. Lay hold on to this brother. And I'm so thankful. And I got close to him one time and prayed with him. I'm so thankful for that. Well, let me tell you something. Whether you believe this or not, you better get under the shadow Years though they're gone. 
Psalm 